Jen Mo, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board-certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Jen Mall with Nurse Connect Podcast, and I've got Janine here with me. Welcome, Janine. Hello. Thank you. So I'd love to get started with you sharing a bit about yourself. Maybe how did you get started in nursing all the way up to today? We'll go from there. <laughs> okay, well, it's been a journey, that's for sure. Um, actually, I started out as a nurse's aide because I separated from my first husband. And it was toxic, and I needed a good mm-hmm. job. I came back to my parents. And my dad was like, why don't you just try it? So I did. And I loved being an aide. And then actually I was taking care of my grandmother who was in hospice. Mm. And she looked at me, she goes, you're going to make a great nurse one day. I never told anybody ever that I wanted to be a nurse. She just knew it. She just spoke into existence for me. And so it actually was about eight years later after she passed, my Mm. ex left and I saw an opportunity and I dove in head first into nursing school. And in the midst of that, I hit burnout. Mm-hmm. And adrenal fatigue, and I got sick, mm-hmm. but I pushed through. Um, and then I've been a nurse for about nine years now. Nice. And um, I would say about two years ago, mm-hmm. I heard about the Nurse Coach Collective, went and became a nurse coach in the midst hey. of that with personal life. I actually got terminated from my position due to mandates. And then I pushed through and through coaching and new jobs, and I found myself back here and pushing forward and I just really want to just keep reaching people and connecting with them as a nurse mm-hmm. for burnout and life and just everything so yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> packed a lot into about a minute describing your last like 10 years so I'm gonna give you the because it'll take too long to tell you all the details oh, <laughs> we can good. <laughs> for sure for sure and um, when we were talking off camera we were we were talking about your job loss during um the COVID mandates of course we're recording in 2023 and um, that both seems so long ago and yet yesterday um so yep. would you mind sharing kind of leading up to your termination of the COVID mandates yeah. what did what did that look like for you so we were all, all, let's see, I want to say it was 21. We were all on restrictions at work, right? Like mm-hmm. I was working from home. I was doing case management. And so it was like, okay, this is a little hard. You know, I actually lost a lot of people the first six months of being on restrictions mm-hmm. because I couldn't see them in their home. I couldn't check on them. And it was very hard. And then I left for actually to have a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on medical leave when I got the mandates that they were going to terminate me if I didn't get the vaccine while on medical leave. Mm. And that was like, I think, harder than recovery. (laughs) And so in the midst of that, I looked at my husband and said, hey, I found the Nurse Coach Collective. And he goes, do it. What could hurt? And so that was my lifeline. And then I came back in October, started class, went back to work. And December, just before Christmas, they told me that you're going to get terminated, but we don't know when. Mm. Okay. Submitted uh, exemptions after exemptions after exemptions, and they told me that my religious beliefs were philosophical Mm. and that it was not a viable excuse. And I just kind of just felt like deflated, like my inner core being is not philosophical. Mm. We are divine beings and our personal beliefs are are not like just some string theory. 
even though that's real too. Yeah. Um, and it was so hard to face that and this, the scariness of it all. It just, mm-hmm. it just broke my heart. But I knew that if me as a human, as a nurse, I couldn't stand up for my own rights to choose from my own individual body. How would anybody else have the strength to stand up for their own individual rights and their own autonomy as a person? Right. As nurses, we honor every patient who comes to us, no matter who they are, what they're going mm-hmm. through, their background, their sex, their choices, their diseases, anything. We support each individual human being that comes through our doors, right? right? That's our job. And exactly. We take the Florence Nightingale oath mm-hmm. to heal, to protect, to love these people. And for me, standing up against that mandate was not just for me. It wasn't a, a vax or not vax. That's mm-hmm. not the question. That's right. not the issue. The issue was autonomy and health and freedoms to choose. Yeah. Right. I had people in my family who chose to get it. I had people in my family who chose not to get it, but they each had the individual choice. Right. And choose to have life-changing surgeries. And some people choose, I don't want to fight this anymore. I don't want to fight cancer. I just want to pass on. It's hard to hear those hard choices, but that's your individual right as a human being. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell people, I may not agree with what you have chosen for your life and your body, but I will support you and I will fight for you 100% every Mm. time. So uh, after Christmas break, January came, I got my official termination notice. I tried to fight it again. And February 4th, on my dad's birthday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I got the official letter. You did not comply. You are out of line. And it was a really angry email to me to come. And mm-hmm. so I took my dad out to dinner. I said, hey, let's go celebrate. I just got terminated from freedom today. Wow. <laughs> what an incredible um, perspective you have on that. Because, and I'm sure you went through all the emotions. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just like, let's celebrate. No, I'm no, sure no. there was, you know. The next that, day there was a lot of tears. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the anger and the resentment and yes. betrayal. I mean, of a, yes. cause, cause you enjoyed working for this organization before. It was supposed to be my retirement and, job. Yeah. 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 And so to feel like they turned against you and your own personal oh. beliefs and that has got to have been so devastating, but, but I love how you have been able to reflect on that and, yes. and share the importance of it. It was so important to you for your own personal freedoms, as well as the yeah. person coming up behind you and helping yeah. them too. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And I think the thing that frustrated me the most was they allowed our patients to choose for themselves, mm. whether they wanted to or not. But and not you. But not the nurses who took care of the patients, not mm. the staff that supported the nurses, things like that. And it was so hard. And I'm not going to lie. It was about two, three months of a tailspin. Yeah. I was employed for about six months total. And I took out my 401k. I liquidated mm-hmm. it to survive um, without my husband's support, without my family's support. You know, you walk this lonely road. If they hadn't supported me, I still would have gone at it, but it would have been a lot more difficult. Right. But I know that they made the decision up in corporate because sure. the government made the decision. Sure. Everybody made the decision. Everybody was just trying to follow what they thought was best right. at the time. Right. 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 And I think that's, the, the key of this is that each of us needs to do and not judge yes. what we feel is best for ourselves or for our neighbors. And I think that's mm. where I got the most frustrated was people were so angry with me for yeah. getting terminated. I'm like, but you didn't lose your job. I did. Yeah. I, my decision didn't affect you at all. You know, my decision did not directly relate to you in any way other than 
I'm standing here. So you still have the freedom to do what you want to do for your life and your body. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. So you were, you said you were, you were uh, unemployed for almost six months. What yeah. happened after that? So I actually found a company at a different state doing fully remote work. Okay. Um, and it was a beautiful company. I mean, it was hard to get hired on because you have to go through the whole licensing process in a different mm. state. And it was uh. really expensive to compare to where we were in Ohio. Like okay. Ohio, just, you know, they're very, very, you know, I don't want to say like, what's the kind state, you know, we're just kind of just yeah. chill. We just roll with everything. Aww. So uh, the company I went to work with and I got hired on and it was a fast paced job for case management. My caseload exploded. It went from about 50 people to 250 all telephonic. Yeah. It was, it was hard work. It was very intense being a remote, um, out of state person because they'd asked me this for locations and doctors and I'm going, I have oh, to God. Google it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> away from me. Hang on a second. But it was still doing the core nor- nursing work, but eventually it got so hard and mm. so heavy. And actually, so I started with them and, um, like June, July. Mm-hmm. And then in October, I found out that my previous company had left the mandates and I was angry. I was so angry because they hadn't done one in-person visit the entire time. And I just thought, this is ludicrous. Yeah. Termination for this. I thought about this new agency and I was determined to see it through. I had taken yeah. everything I learned as a nurse coach, my personal journey, of learning mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. and self growth had just come with me. And I was just like, my anger doesn't hurt this old agency at all. Mm. It just hurts me. Right. My toxic self is just going to brew into more toxicity and I have to let that anger go. So I did. And then in November, I found out they were hiring and the craziest thing happened. I applied for the position. Wow. <laughs> I know. I went to my husband and said, I think I'm going to do something insane. And he goes, more insane than standing up for a mandate. I said, um, how would you feel if I went back to the company that terminated me? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I don't know. Um, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'd have flexibility. I'd have mm-hmm. a little more freedom with mm-hmm. the job. But most of my stress levels would go down. And he goes, your stress levels would go down. Apply. See what happens. Aww. Sounds like a wonderful so, man. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. He is such an amazing, amazing. We'll be married for seven years in September. Awesome. September. So. Yes, he is. He is. He's wonderful. So I actually went back to them. They hired me on the spot because wow. they knew who I was prior to the yeah. mandate. You know, and, the mandates and, don't define who we are as a person. Right. It's no. Did you struggle picture. at all with? Uh, some of that old anger, resentment, frustration. Yes. Did, did you have any of that kind of come back as you were transitioning? Oh, back to the rest? Well, actually that came up in October. There was about mm. a two week stretch where I had to do a lot of breath work and I had to do a lot of sitting with myself because that anger bubbled up hard and yeah. I was so angry with them. I mean, it was just like reliving the old wound just bubbled yes. back up. Right? And so then going back to them, I'd actually released a lot of the anger prior to the application. Ah. So I was actually able to look at the position of how can I serve them Mm -hmm. and protect myself? Because it's not for the agency. It's not for the company. It's for my people that I left Mm. behind. It's for my coworkers. It's for myself. And I think going back, I know a lot of nurses wouldn't go back because that hurt is just so real and so palpable. But for me, I needed to go back and heal that wound. 
Wow. And going back was just kind of like a, I will say, there's times where I'm just like, what the heck have I done? <laughs> there's days where I'm just like, oh, oh, this company, this agency, though. But you know what? Every job has that, right? Yes. What what employee can say that their company is perfect 100 percent? Of course not. Yeah. But when yeah. the anger bubbled up initially, when I first came back, I will say most of it subsided because my supervisors were still there and they were mm-hmm. just so loving and compassionate towards me. And like, we have you back. And they, it was Aww. just like, we're still kind of remote, but when we met in person, I get to hug them for the first yes. time in three years. I mean, <sighs> and I got to have those coworkers back that were still there, you know? And it was like kind of getting your family back together Yes. after that separation. And a lot of them were like, I can't believe they ever terminated you. It was so stupid that we all had to go through this. Now, the ones that stayed, I would say 90% of them were voluntarily mm. for the for the vaccinations. About 10% were forced into it. And I grieved with them for that force. Sure. You know? Because I got it. You're the sole breadwinner. You have to do what's best for you and your family in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody had the support and the chance to do what I did. Right. You know? And so since being back, I would say I've had exponential personal growth, not just, you know, I, again, I'm a good employee. I do my job really well. Yeah. I enjoy what I do. But my personal growth has just been off the charts because of me opening myself up to lean into what's difficult, to going back into that to grow past it and know that, that mm-hmm. one moment doesn't define who I am, but it helped boost me into who yes. I am. Yes. Incredible. And now you help support others in this work. And yes. that's the beauty of the full circle is that I think we have to experience these really hard things so that we can learn the lessons that we're meant to learn on our journey. And then eventually help that person behind you or help pull them or give them a light on their way. Because I I think we all need that support in one way or another. And um, pretty, pretty awesome. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So do you work full-time as a case manager? And then you also have your business as an coach? Yep. So I work anywhere from 40 to 50 hours a week. Don't tell the boss. You know, you know, we no, naughty, <laughs> naughty. You need to not be working beyond like, your eight hours. I'll help no, you put up this no, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the nice thing about this job. It's like, if you have like a really heavy week, she knows that, you know, you they can kind of go flex. from, yeah. Like if I skip my lunch break two or three days in a row, she's like, no, no, make sure you take your lunch break. Good. She's so kind of compassionate Good. and supportive. And honestly, having them in my corner now has been just beautiful. So I work with that. And then. With coaching, yes, on the side, I actually developed curriculum for mindfulness and meditation to teach others how to incorporate it into daily life, starting with just kind of the basics of what it is, what it feels like, and then all the way up into active application for anxiety, relationships, your employment, you know, because how many times have you ever been at your job and your head is about to pop? 14 Mm -hmm. things are going on. And you got someone screaming at you because, you know, Mr. Bob over there was supposed to get 14 meals a week, but he's only getting three and yeah. his aid didn't show up. Or you're in the hospital, the alarm bells are ringing on the IV pole. And the, this doctor just told you to do something. And you're just like, that's not right for my patient. Right. And I have to go back and challenge this doctor or the doctor ring you out for the other nurse's job or some aid didn't change the person. You got a code brown up to your eyeballs. You know? <laughs> I love those code browns. <laughs> and you're like, this clothes are popping. You're like, I'm going to go hide in the bedroom right now before yes. I leave. But it teaches you how to, even if you have to go hide in the bathroom, how to yes. rapidly calm yourself back down, come back to baseline, how to get back to 
you, how to, you know, the overstimulation happens to everybody, mm-hmm. but how to ground yourself in those moments when you're ready to cry, when you're ready to scream, but you can breathe through it and you can still cry and you can still feel the anger, but you can move it through your body in a healthier, safer way where it doesn't negatively impact you. Absolutely. I lost my health due to stress and burnout. I was severe adrenal fatigue. I mm-hmm. almost didn't graduate nursing school because of it. I had been living in a state of fight or flight with my ex for forever. The abuse was just bad. And now it's just like, I know if I have a really high stress day, the next day I'm going to be low. So yeah. I'm give a little more loving compassion to myself. Good. And so that mindfulness and that meditation is so just so key for healthy living. It is. It is. And it's been a huge part of my healing journey too. I I teach mindfulness uh, to some nurses in the hospital and Uh I, I just love, you know, I feel like I'm planting seeds. I don't, I don't feel like a lot of them will take it right away, but it's that maybe when I'm super stressed because I've got, you know, my five patients are it's all going to, you know what, in a handbasket. And, but I can hide in the bathroom and Jen told me to take five deep breaths yes, and then, exactly. and then see where I'm at. And so I'm hoping, yes. and I, I love that you've got a course for this. And I'm, I'm super curious to learn more about it uh, because I think it is so needed and, it, but it is hard to get people to like, try it. But I'm like, I yes. promise if you could just do one to two minutes of some deep breathing, yes. It will help well, reframe where you're at. Yeah, I, I can explain why it feels so bad. Mm-hmm. So in our today's age, with technology, we're always busy. Our brains mm-hmm. and our neurons are always firing. We are rapid pace information coming into us, and we're not designed for that. Right. You know, if you go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 100 years, 200 years, we were designed to have lulls in our day. Our brains were designed to have that rest. Right. So when you tell yourself to sit and rest, what do you want to do? You want to jump out of your skin. <laughs> yeah. you, want you want to fidget. You want to be like, pick up my phone. Yes. Yes. Where's my phone? I got my brain's going to be busy because our brains get addicted to that constant stimulation. So when we stop, it actually triggers an anxiety reaction. Mm-hmm. Why am I not going? Why am I not doing? So I'll be honest with you. So when I was in the height of adrenal fatigue, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I, my body would literally vibrate. Like I would have like, like my, like I would have low grade shakes, but it wasn't yeah. anything more high anxiety, adrenaline, course in my veins. So the first time I had a recorded mindfulness, mm-hmm. I laid in bed. I literally wanted to scream. So I did. Yeah. I screamed in the middle of it because it felt bad. It felt wrong. My body almost hurt from laying yeah. still. And then I was just like, what is wrong with me? So then I thought, okay, I was practice it for a little bit each day. So it was okay. like a minute two minutes, you know, two minutes. Okay. There was a couple of days where I couldn't even do it because it just felt bad. Yeah. But you have to give yourself so much grace and compassion. It's not going to feel normal at first because right. your body's open to it. And you just give yourself open up to that gentle process. Eventually your body will crave that quiet, that yes. calm, that need for that deep breath. You know, the double breath in to rapidly reduce your anxiety, you know, the Four slow, the box breaths where you breathe in, you hold it, breathe out, hold it, and then go back to it three in a row. And it helps decompress the brain. And you can feel your body actively calm down. So I had a client who said, I have ADHD. I can't sit still ever. I cannot do mindfulness. And I said, well, would you be willing to try? And she said, I think I can give it a go. So I actually wrote her out a script. And in her script, I had her tap her foot. Okay. To the count of four when she's breathing in. 
tap her foot to the kind of yeah. she's breathing. And I recorded it. So, so I did a session with her and she said, that felt so good. Yeah. So I sent it to her in a recording. A week later, I'm getting practicing half the day. I tap my foot and I can still be active. And so then I yes. practice with her tapping your foot less, grounding your feet, but doing sensations like you do like a body scan. And like feeling your toes move and retract and then let them be still. And she was able to go from, I can't do this to, holy crap, I, I just feel amazing. Oh, and I love it. I just, it's just amazing how you can just, just open to the possibility and yes. anything is possible. Yes. And that's why I always encourage people. It's like, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to sit still for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours to do a meditation. And like that, I don't do that. I, I meditate for five to 10 minutes a day. And sometimes yes. it is tapping. I love tapping yes. because it's yes, active. It's yes. And yes. I, you know, but I do, I, I love that you said you, you tend, you learn to crave it. Cause I do like finding yes. that five, 10 minutes where I do just sit still. And I mean, it's taken me a year of consistent meditation to to really love it, like to like genuinely appreciate it. Yes. But that didn't come naturally at first. Like no, you said, you've got to give yourself yeah. that grace. Is that when your well, squirrel I mean, brain like pops in and you're like, when, when you're a nurse, do we first, do we know how to do IV straight out the gate? No. How many veins did you blow your first time? Right, right. Did you ever have the geyser, you know, you pull the thing up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stop. <laughs> and it's just like, you don't learn things like hands-on skills in our careers right. overnight. And we need to understand that with our health, learning a new health skill won't come overnight. It takes now, time. Now, I will tell you, though, yeah. being able to do a deep meditation and give yourself that 30 minutes to an hour for meditation is literally like going to the massage. Yes. And getting a body massage for 60 minutes. Like yes. You wake up feeling like you just had a full body relaxation. 100%. Oh, that, I love like, that. It's safe for like special occasions when you know you've got the downtime. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. There are special occasions for that too. Yeah. Oh, so good. Now I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but yeah. do you, uh, would you be open to leading me through a brief practice that you can give sure. as an example to anybody who's listening? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. So make sure you're in a comfy spot and anybody who's listening, Please make sure you're in a safe place where you're not going to hurt yourself if you get too relaxed and fall over. <laughs> so a lot of well, people get <laughs> it. You can put your hands on your desk. Um, some people like to choose to put their hand on their heart or their stomach um, just to kind of help you just feel your breath come in and out. Whatever feels good to you. So you find your chair, sit with a back, your hand on your back, kind of let your breath come to you naturally. As you can see, Jen's already closed her eyes. So that just find yourself in this nice state. And you just let your breath come to you. You don't have to do anything. Just, just be breathing at this moment. And as you let your breath come to you, let your body just sink into your safe place. And just feel your breath in and out. And as you do this, let your mind clear. Your thoughts might still come to you, but go ahead and just let them pass through. All you're going to do is just focus on feeling your chest rise and fall. Now, as I guide you with some deep breaths, you will do as feels good to your body. You don't want to feel uncomfortable in the situation. So I'll breathe, you'll breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I'll give the cues and you breathe according to your bodily needs. So go ahead and take a deep breath into your nose and hold it. 
and breathe out. Go ahead and you ready? Take another deep breath in through your nose. And hold it. And then breathe out. Now as you're breathing, you may have a lot of stress in your day. You may have some negativity that's coming your way today. I want you on your next breath in to breathe in with a feeling of positivity and happiness. And just knowing that you are fully capable of whatever's coming your way today. And that these stressors are just like little waves crashing on the shore. They come and they go. Breathing in and breathing out. You're going to breathe in that feeling of you know you've got this and you are enough. And you're going to breathe out any thoughts or negativity that's popping into your mind. Go ahead and take another deep breath in and hold it and breathe out. And one more deep breath in and hold it and breathe out. As you come to the end of this mindfulness, just let your breath come back to you normally. Feel your feet flat on the floor. Feel your body firm in your seat your hand on your chest, and just know that today is going to be a great day. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. That was lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I appreciate you jumping in and doing that because it, yeah. I love these tangible practices and it's such a great demonstration that within two to maybe three minutes, we weren't, we weren't down that long. Um, it can really, you know, trigger that physiological response in your body that that um you know that like you said that fight or flight where we're like in just a couple (laughs) minutes you can start to bring your breath your breathing down bring your heart rate down lower your stress and it's it's just so nice I love it and if you don't have two to three minutes do you know the double breath technique where you breathe in breathe in twice yeah, show me that one because I I love this one breathe in twice so you take so you take one breath and then a rapid second breath so you go and then hold it and then let it out. And that like is like that. <laughs> so when you do it, I noticed you actually breathe. Did you breathe in through your mouth? I did. Second one? I find I, I, get, I get bigger air breaths that way. I I actually suffer from an anxiety disorder. Oh, I've had same. panic attacks since I was 17 years old. Oh my goodness. So going into my senior year of high school was the like whoo, game mm-hmm. changer. So yeah, into adulthood. And growing through my life and my changes, I've had to learn a lot of different techniques for grounding quickly, rapidly. And yeah. if you're sitting at and you start to feel the anger bubble, or you're sitting at, you're at the nurse's station, or you're walking down the hallways, or wherever you find yourself, and something is so overwhelming, you, like you just have to get off the phone, even if you're on the phone with somebody or in person with somebody, you can do a quiet in through your nose. Yeah. And, just, and it's, it's easy. Somebody might think, oh, well, that was an odd breath. But yeah. you need to know. You're just right. regulating yourself quite quickly yeah. and efficiently. Yeah. So, like if I'm by myself, I'll do the do through the mouth that way because I get lots more oxygen a lot more rapidly. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think about that like when when we are sometimes in the height of like a sob. Like I'm thinking like when you're just sobbing and you're like, <laughs> yes. Like naturally, yes. I think your body is trying to like force that they're for- trying to force yes. you to calm down and you, but you like gas, like those breaths yes. sometimes when you're really upset. So I like that you did yes. that intentionally. Cause I, the, the, it's, I, I believe it's called the physiological size, kind of the yes. breath work name of it, but the double yes. inhale 
um, long yeah. exhale, but I've always done it through the nose, but I like the, I think the mouth inhale would be a little bit faster actually. So like yeah. so trigger like, so that. So nose inhale, like if I'm like in a deep meditation and I want to like increase my level of where I am with my mindfulness, I'll do it through the nose. But if mm-hmm. I'm like, I need a rapid calm down, I've got like, my head is literally about to pop. Like I yeah. said, have ADHD, you understand that stimulation yeah. is just growing and you feel like your Overload. head's getting bigger and bigger and you're about to literally lose everything that double breath through the mouth just helps you just kind of go okay and then just kind of like the balloon's about to pop but you bring it back down to normal size good oh good good tangible tips thank you I love that absolutely yeah Yeah. so as our last few minutes together um as time is just flying by I love it I would love to hear if you have a, a couple last tips or any suggestions of um, you know, in most of our, my audience is nurses, but there's definitely uh, lots of people who listen that are not nurses. Do you have any additional thoughts or suggestions that you've learned along your journey that you'd love to share? Just start. Don't wait Ooh. for the perfect moment. Don't wait till you have someone who's, who can teach you. I mean, that's always great. Like hire a nurse coach. That's always the best option. But <laughs> <laughs> We are here to support you. But seriously though, like a lot of people think I have to do X, Y, and Z before I can do anything for myself. No, mm-hmm. just dive in because there will always be a better excuse. Mm-hmm. There'll always be a better reason to wait. And if you're curious, just Google what's the best way to do mindfulness or go on YouTube and just play some quiet music in the background for, for five mm-hmm. minutes, put your earbuds in and just take five minutes just to be with yourself. You don't have to do deep breathing. You don't have to do all these things. Hide in your office supply closet. Hide in the bathroom. You don't have to hide. Sit at your desk and just put up a do not disturb sign on your back, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. whatever you do, just start today. Just do something for you today. Don't wait until everything is perfect because it will not be perfect. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, that is this perfect sentiment because it, it, we, we hold ourselves up and back from a lot of things waiting for that perfect moment and yeah. um I'm gonna start mindfulness tomorrow I'm just yeah. gonna do it tomorrow I'm just gonna do it later today no yeah. just take two seconds right now just breathe just just yeah. put your hands on your desk and just feel how the wood feels it's with you wherever you go you don't have to close your eyes sitting in the chair walking down the sidewalk you're taking your dog for a walk just think about the steps your foot striking the ground think about how mm-hmm. the leash feels in your hand it's just being present in, in that, that moment, moment. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, I think that is a a great place to end today. Thank you so much, Janine. It's been awesome chatting with you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.